تان كرونتس الأولى أصحاح عشرة ونقرأ من العدد الأول إلى العدد خمستاعش from verse one to verse fifteen of First Corinthians chapter ten. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant that all our fathers were under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual food, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock which followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted, neither be idolaters as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us put Christ to the test, as some of them also tested him, and were destroyed by serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages are come. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not permit you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make the way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men, judge ye what I say. In verse 12, Paul says, Let him who thinks that he stands, let him take heed lest he fall. I can think that I am strong. Mumkin fakir inno ana awi, inno ana thabit, inno wadai amneeh. Remember how the people had the victory against Jericho. Al-Intisar ala ariha and duhul al-ard. But after that, a smaller city, they were filled with a certain kind of pride. We don't have to send a large number of people. It's a little city. And there was no prayer, no looking to God to strengthen and to direct And so when they went against the city of Ai, which was a smaller city than Jericho, it was a defeat at first. Let him that thinks that he's strong, thinks that he stands, let him take heed lest he fall. Samson thought he was strong. And gradually he was becoming weaker and weaker as he was becoming farther away from the Lord. There is an interesting verse in Hosea. Hosea chapter 7 and verse 9. Strangers have devoured his strength 
and he knows it not. Yea, gray hairs are here and there upon him, yet he knows not. Let me tell you, I have experienced the second part, literally. I still remember when I was 21, كنت مفكر حالي إنه في شعرة بيضة هوني وفي شعرة بيضة هوني وفي شعرة بيضة هوني. I thought there was a white hair here and here and here and I knew that there were three or four. And then one time I went to the barber, he was cutting my hair, sheet, hair falling down. Where is all this white hair coming from? He must be cutting somebody else's hair. <laughs> Gray hairs were upon me. They weren't any more three or four. They were not countable. Uh, anymore, and I didn't realize it, and I uh, didn't realize it. Uh, that's when you start maybe wearing a hat and just avoiding. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's uh, not uh, uh, necessarily the reason why uh, people do that. But there is this temptation to think that we are strong. في تجربة نجرب فيها إنه نفكر إنه نحنا أقوياء. The Bible tells us, watch and pray lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is willing, the flesh is weak. Isharu sallu. Ruh raghib, ruh yurid, lekin jasad da'if. Jasad da'if. Jeremiah says, Cursed is the man that leans upon the arm of the flesh. Mal'oon man yattake ala dhira' al-bashar. Wa qalb al-insan khadda'a. The heart is uh, deceitful. Let him that thinks that he stands, let him take heed lest he uh, fall. Uh, lest he fall. Now, what specifically was Paul speaking about here in this passage to the Corinthians? عن شو عم يتكلم المقطع إذا شفناه بنشوف إنه عم يتكلم عن موضوع إنه شو؟ إنه ياكلوا بالهياكل الوثنية إنه ياكلوا بحفلات قدم فيها الأكل كذبيحة للآلهة الوثنية. For them to eat at the pagan temples to eat in situations, banquets, feasts, where the food has been offered as a sacrifice to a pagan god. When I went to uh, university in the U.S., they had what they call orientation. And I remember someone telling us, you are graduate students. You will learn to like the word free. You will start to notice with time whenever someone says the phrase free food. <laughs> At various times, various events on campus, uh, some kind of, oh, the, the, the founding of the university. تأسيس الجامعة. بيعملوا حفل كبيرة وبيعملوا شو؟ بيعملوا الأكل مجاني. آه لا مش كافيار بس بيعملوا أكل مجاني. All right. Barbecue, hamburgers, hot dogs, وأشياء من هالنوع. Outdoors, uh, they have some kind of barbecue with, with hamburgers and hot dogs. And it's free. And the graduate students, in a special way, طلاب الماجستير والدكتوراه, كتير منهم رايحين على جامعة مش كتير مقرشين. 
<تصفيق> not with a lot of funds ما عندهم كثير مصاري free food لما يسمعوا كلمة أكل مجاني بيصير واحد يهتم أكثر من ما كان يهتم سابعا now here is the city of Corinth there are pagan temples the pagan temple has a dining hall نوع من القاعة الناس بيأكلوا فيها And the pagan temple also serves as a kind of social center. And so suppose that I'm a very rich person, and there were some people in Corinth very rich. And Corinth had this spirit of showing off. And so, I'm a very rich person in Corinth, the Bill Gates of Corinth, or something of the sort. Uh, second time I mentioned his name. Uh, I'm a very rich person in Corinth. What do I do? It's my birthday. And so I decide I'm going to throw a huge party, a huge invitation for people. Where is it going to be? It's going to be in the dining hall of the pagan temple. And we're going to bring in a big ox, Rahanjib Torikbir. He will be offered as a sacrifice to the pagan god, and then everybody is going to eat. Some people who were poor relied on these kinds of occasions. Otherwise, they would go hungry. For some people who were poor, this was the only time that they would eat meat. It would be, you know, ah, when is there an invitation? When is there uh, a, a feast? It could be for a rich person's birthday. It could be uh, when somebody won in elections. كان عندهم انتخابات وكان عندهم بلدية ومراكز وأشياء من هالنوع. And people would, uh, when they won in the elections, they would throw uh, a party celebrating. And again, it would be in the pagan temple, as I described. Or somebody getting married, or some other occasion like that. So here are some people who are poor, who are looking for what? who are looking for an opportunity, free food. But Paul is telling them, you should not go to that place, nor should you partake in a banquet of that kind where the ox or the sheep or whatever it is It is offered as a sacrifice to the pagan god. Because even if you say this is somewhat social in nature, حتى إذا حدا قال إنه هيدي إلى ناحية اجتماعية إلا إنه في عبادة وثنية جزء من الشيء اللي عم بيصير. There is also a clear element of pagan worship that's part of what is happening. And when you are there, and partaking 
when you are there and you are partaking, you are indicating in one way or the other the approval and acceptance. وجود الإنسان المؤمن بهيك وضعية نوعا ما نوعا ما بيقول شو قبول للأمر. Hello, you might say a believer is a believer and he's not going to lose his salvation. That's true. But what kind of testimony is he giving? How is he going to preach to someone from that pagan background and tell him you have to believe Jesus, uh, you have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did? There are no pagan gods, they are false gods. The other person will say, well, how come you were there when, it was, when the sacrifice was given? Or someone who was saved from that background had an aman min hal khalfiyi. وعم يجرب يبتعد منها وشايفها انه شريرة جدا وهي بالواقع شريرة someone saved from that background and trying to move away from it and on thinking of it as being very wicked which indeed it is and then he sees a believer eating there and so Paul says uh, that you can't uh, do what? Uh, you can't drink the cup of the Lord and drink the cup of demons. Uh, verse 21, you cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of demons. So you need to stop eating at such places. Stop going to such occasions. It's not right. It is not glorifying to the Lord. And here's where there is a difficult matter as far as those who are poor and needy. You are asking us for the sake of the faith not to partake of this food. But we are needy people. And without this food, we will starve. We will starve. And so Paul is telling them, there is no temptation taken you, but such as is common unto man, verse 13. But God is faithful, and he will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. I could say, that's all right, I'm strong. My going to that pagan temple, it's not going to tempt me. All sorts of wicked things happened at that pagan temple. And a person could be tempted. Like I'm saying, like I said earlier, we're not saying that someone would lose their salvation. But they could be tempted to compromise in various ways. Some immoral things uh, going on that was true of a number of uh, temples and they could be tempted in that way. There is no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. All right. Don't say, uh, excuse me, don't say you're strong and so you can do something that's wrong. Someone who's strong doesn't do something that's wrong. The one who does something that is wrong is weak and he is about to become weaker. He's not strong. All right? He's not uh, uh, strong. Okay? 
I'm strong so I can throw myself from the balcony. No. That's not the right way uh, uh, to think. Let's consider what is found in verse 13, uh, some of the statements, some of the truths which we see there, بعض الأشياء الموجودة بالعدد 13, بعض الحقائق اللي بيذكرها الكاتب في هذا العدد. No temptation taken you but such as is common to man. We very easily say, my temptation is the hardest ever. تجربتي هي الأصعب بتاريخ البشرية. No one has ever had my trials. No one has ever had my uh, situation. Other trials are low level. Mine are way up high. This is what? This is setting the stage so that a person will give himself an excuse for doing what's wrong. لأنه أنا تجربتي أصعب من أي تجربة تانية عم بعمل عم حضر لشو عم حضر لإعطاء نفسي حجة أنه أنا أعطي نفسي حجة لأنه كتير صعب الوضع أصعب مع الآخرين أصعب من الآخرين Other people have faced temptations Don't say your temptation is unique I should not say that my temptation is unique. One of the things that he does in the chapter leading up to verse 13 is he mentions temptations that the people in the wilderness faced. Uh, we should not, he says in verse 6, lust after evil things as they lusted. Remember how they said at one point, oh, the cucumber, oh, the onions, oh, the garlic. All the things that we ate in Egypt, melons and leeks. Uh, was Egypt a good place for them? That lusting was a lusting that was against what God had provided. God had provided for them water from the rock. God had provided for them manna from, uh, from uh, heaven. Uh, from heaven. They despised the things that God gave and they wanted other things. And I can say, oh, if only my situation were different. Because, you see, God was supposed to give me more money than I have. God was supposed to give me more ease than I have. God was supposed to give me more popularity than I have. God was supposed to give me more influence, position, friends. Somehow God has made a mistake. I want things that are not part of God's plan for my life. And I want to go back to Egypt to get them. Don't say that your temptations are unique because this temptation which they experienced in the Old Testament sounds quite familiar. Sounds like things that we can fall into in our day and time. Uh, don't be uh, idolaters, uh, he says. Uh, uh, as well. In verse 7, don't be uh, idolaters. We can make something an idol in our life if we give it too much importance, if it takes the place of, uh, uh, of the Lord. 
John says, the last letter, uh, last verse in his first letter, Yohanna, al ula wa al-adad al-akhir, little children keep yourselves from idols. He's speaking to believers. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Then he mentions committing uh, fornication uh, in verse 8. Uh, in verse 8, Jesus spoke in the Sermon on the Mount about having evil thoughts uh, in our hearts. Also, the uh, letter of James, James chapter 4 and verse 4, says that friendship with the, with the world is what? He says, ye adulterers and adulteresses. Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Neither let us tempt Christ. Uh, verse 9 of our passage. Uh, don't tempt Christ as some tempted him also. God has promised to do what? To keep me. So I can get closer and closer to sin. This is a temptation somewhat similar to the one in which the Lord Jesus heard the, from the tempter what? Throw yourself. Because he has promised to protect you. Because he has promised to uh, uh, protect you. All right. Suppose that you're going to some place, let's say the Grand Canyon, all right? And suppose you have children, all right, with you. Would you like your child to think and act in the following way? هل بتحبوا إنه ولد إلكون رايحين على محل بجراند كانيون بأمريكا هالوادي العظيم؟ بتحبوا شيء إنه ولدكم يفكر بهالطريقة؟ Think in this way. Oh, I can get really close to the edge because my parents are going to take care of me. That's not the right way uh, to think. Uh, that is uh, a way of thinking uh, that is going to lead to problems. Uh, I can get closer and closer to sin because God has promised to keep me. Again, a temptation that they experienced, but we can understand that it's something that we experience as well. Not unique, my temptations and my difficulties. Also, he says in verse 10, don't murmur as some of them also murmured. Is there anyone here who does not complain? Speaking for myself, I complain every day. <laughs> I complain every uh, day. When you ask yourself, how much complaining do I do? And how much giving thanks to God do I do? All right? Speaking for myself, I think I complain more than I give thanks. And one of the things that the people in the wilderness were known for was complaining and then complaining and then complaining again. Uh, again. There's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to, to, to man. Oh, I'm going to die of starvation. Oh, I'm never going to survive. Oh, this is more difficult than anyone has ever than any situation than any that anyone has ever uh, dealt with. The Bible says Elijah was a man under like passions as of, a man of like passions as we are. In Tahat al Mithilna al Bihul an First Peter chapter five verses eight and nine Be sober, be vigilant, your adversary 
the devil, like a roaring lion, he seeks whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Other believers facing same temptations. It's not unique. It is not, uh, uh, it is not uh, unique. Now, one battlefield can differ, differ from another battlefield in details. The war is the same against the same enemy. My trials are not unique. Another fact. God is faithful. God is uh, faithful. No human being is faithful in the absolute sense of the world of the word. And the Bible says, a faithful man who can find. Rajul Amin Men Yejitu. Now, if we follow the Lord and as He works in our life, we learn to be faithful more and more. But what is man compared to God? God is faithful absolutely. In the book of Psalms, thy faithfulness reaches to the clouds. I will make known thy faithfulness. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. To all uh, generations. Uh, Faithful is he that called you. First Thessalonians 5.24 Amin Who will also uh, do it. Second Thessalonians 3.3 The Lord is faithful. Second Timothy 2.13 He abides uh, faithful. God is faithful always. Always. God is faithful. He spoke to our hearts through his word, through his spirit. The Lord Jesus came and shed his uh, blood. When he spoke to our hearts and he said, come to me. Did he keep his promise to receive those who come based upon the Lord Jesus Christ and his work? The Bible says, he that cometh unto me, I will not cast out. من يأتي إلي فلا أطرده خارجا خارجا What did David say? He said, my friend who ate bread with me has lifted up his heel against me الذي أكل خبز معي قد رفع عقبه رفع إجره علي But the Lord is not that way The Lord is not that way God has forgotten me and God has forsaken me. This is uh, what it says in Isaiah 49. And then the answer is, can a woman forget her child, her nursing child? So that she has no, no compassion on him. They may forget, I will not forget, because I have engraved you on the palms of my hands uh, 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 God does not change God is 
faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. Now, this tells us, first of all, that God is in control of temptation, that God is in control. He allows to a certain extent. This is what we see, I think, very clearly in a special way in the book of Job. In the book of Job. Go and try him. All right? And so, one problem after another fell upon Job, the loss of all his possessions, and much, much more serious, the loss of his children. But Job said what? The Lord has given, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so the Lord said to Satan, Aha, you said that he would curse me. Curse me to my face. And then Satan said what? Ah, but I still haven't touched his body. A man will give anything for his skin. And so the Lord said, okay, now I will allow it. Now I will allow you to do it, but not his life. But not his life. And so, and so, we understand. And here it says, he will not suffer you to be tempted above what you are able. In other words, he is in control of things. The extent to which a person is tried, the extent of the hardship, difficulty, the extent of the problems, it is in God's hand. It is in uh, God's uh, hand. Remember, he is the one who is all-powerful. He is the one who is all-powerful. Uh, uh, he has his way, the Bible says, in the whirlwind and the storm. And the clouds are the dust of his feet. Greater is he that is in you than he who is in uh, the world. Uh, God is uh, faithful. Did we not cast three men into the furnace? Yes, O king. How come I see four men? Uh, how come I see four men? And they are unbound. And they are walking, not, not they're, they're suffering in agony and about to die. They are walking in this fire. They have no hurt. When he called them to come out, it says that the smell of the fire was not upon them. Was not upon them. نحن عم نتعذب هلا بهالسجادة مضبوط أخ إبراهيم. This one over here seems to have a little bit of a smell, uh, and uh, so we took it off from there and put it over here, and we had it outside on the balcony to air it to get the smell out. Uh, to get the smell out. The smell of the fire was not upon them. ريحة النار ليست عليهم. ليست عليهم. Uh, so, God is able. 
uh, uh, he is the one who has all uh, power. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you worship continually, been able to save you from the lions? Daniel, yeah, Abdullah al Hay. هل قدر إلهك اللي أنت تعبده باستمرار إنه يحافظ عليك من الأسود Yes In the belly of the whale the Lord kept Jonah for three days and three nights and then and then he got him uh, uh, out So the Lord is the one who has the uh, power He's also the one who has the right evaluation, the right understanding of the situation. He will not permit you to be tempted above what you are able. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to explode. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to climb the wall. But the truth is that I don't know how much I can bear. Certainly, I don't know how much I can bear compared to what? Compared to the Lord who really knows how much I can bear. At one point, Isaac said to his son Esau, he said, I want to bless you because I'm going to die. If you read the passage carefully, you find out that Isaac, who said, I need to bless you because I'm going to die, Isaac lived 40 years, 40 years after that. Moses said, I can't bear this people anymore. I can't bear the people anymore. Kill me. I can't bear this people anymore. Numbers chapter 11. But he bore them. He bore them after that. He bore them for 40 years <laughs> after that. <laughs> Elijah said, uh, when he was threatened by Jezebel, he was afraid, he ran away to the south, to the wilderness, he sat under a tree, and he said, Lord, take my life. Lord, take my life. خلص بكفي وصلت لهون تخنت وكل هالتعابير but Elijah continued his ministry for some time after that and did quite well of course with the Lord strengthening him and guiding him, and guiding him. sometimes what happens is you know you walk from here to let's say to our house which is a short distance away let's say and some and let's say cattle. I'm tired. I can't walk anymore. <laughs> of course she can walk more. Of course she can. And we tell her that. <laughs> and sometimes uh, 
and we're able to convince her easily, sometimes not so easily, but the truth is she can. The truth is uh, that uh, we uh, can. Psalm 139 tells us, God knows us in and out, up and down, left, right, everywhere, every thought we think, and so on. And he knows what we are able to uh, bear. He knows what we are able to bear. This, there's this passage in the book of Isaiah, it might be in Isaiah 28, where he talks about the different seeds. And where al-habub al-mikhtilfin. Fishi, andu ishri asi, thick shell. And then smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, the one that has the thick shell, alright, when you come to grind it, you, you have to kind of hit it hard with a hammer. And then here's another seed, habbi min nawar akhar, that's very small, and with a very small shell, you cannot, it says in the passage, you cannot hit it with the same hammer, because you'll crush it, you'll destroy it. And so the farmer knows to hit this one with something, to grind it with something, and to hit the other, or grind it with something else. And so, if the farmer knows, the Lord uh, knows. And he also knows in a different way. Because he's not just on the outside looking. But also the Bible says in all their affliction he was afflicted. Fi kul tadayak. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Shaul, Shaul, And also, remember Matthew 25. I was hungry, you gave me to eat. Thirsty, you gave me to drink. I was naked, you gave me to wear. I was sick and you came and took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. And the righteous will say, Hadi, 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 Hadi. When did we do these, Lord? When you did them to others, you did them? You did them to me. You did them to me. He will feed his flock, the Bible says, like a shepherd. Isaiah 40 and verse 11. He'll gather the lambs with his arms. The lambs, the young ones. All right, the older ones, he leads them. The younger ones, he carries them. All right, he does not have a one-size-fits-all. You know, sometimes, some clothes, you go there, one-size-fits-all, but then you find out that you, that one size doesn't fit all. All right, that one size doesn't uh, fit all. The Lord knows what you, what I are able to bear. شو إدرين نحن نتحمل الرب بيعرف وبيعرف واحد واحد لأنه يدعو الحيوانات بأسمائه ويدعو النجوم بأسمائه ويعرف أسماء كل أولاده بيعرفون واحد واحد. He will make a way to escape that you will be able to bear uh, it. That you will be able to bear it. Notice he doesn't say that you will make a way to escape so that you may be able to avoid it. Now sometimes the Lord takes us a different way and we avoid certain things. But not always. If you think with me of the thorn in the flesh. He did not avoid it. But sufficient grace was given. The three young men, Daniel, 
They did not avoid the fiery furnace. He did not avoid the lion's den. He will make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. What does he say? No problem, whatever. No, he doesn't say no problem, whatever. He says in this world you'll have tribulation. But he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor uh, forsake you. He knows the way that I take. Job 23 and verse 10, When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. There is a reason for trials. It is to make us, as they say in English, to make us better, not bitter, to make us better. To make us uh, better. First uh, Peter chapter 1 and verses 6 uh, through 8. The Bible says, In this ye greatly rejoice, that is, in your faith and the salvation which comes to you through faith. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold trials. The trial of your faith is much more precious than gold that perishes. The trial of your faith, uh, uh, which is much more precious than gold that perishes. Excuse me, it is the faith that is more precious. But the trial makes this faith more evident, stronger. It's as though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, ye love, in whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Let me just mention again Job. When he lost everything that he had. And then he lost also his children. And he said, the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Was this not glorifying to the Lord? Okay. Now remember. The most important thing is not for me to experience ease and comfort. The most important thing is that the Lord should be glorified. As for ease and comfort, there is an eternity. There is an eternity. There remains a rest for the people of God. Labor now so that you will enter into that rest. There is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. You are not going to starve. You are not going to starve. God is faithful. He will not suffer you. He has the power. He will not suffer you to be tempted above what you are able. He has the knowledge. He will, with the temptation, make a way. Make a way to escape 
so that you may be able to bear it. Flee idolatry. That's the most important thing. That's what he was telling them. Flee idolatry. I speak as to wise men. Judge what I say. Think of it in the right way. This is the word of God. This is the wisdom of God. This is the power of God. This is the love of God. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray that you would help us to know that trials and difficulties that we face are not unique, that you are faithful. This is absolutely true. That you have the power. You allow or do not allow according to your will, not because of any weakness on your part. And you have the right idea about what we are able to bear. And there will be a way to escape, a right way, a way which you make by which we will be able to bear. We pray that you would be glorified in what we say and do day by day in times of difficulty, in times of problems and trials, or at other times of greater comfort and ease in all things, Paul the Apostle said, in death or in life, it is my desire that Christ be magnified. In his name we pray. Amen.